0: you put the work in you can get some success it pays off you know because success doesn't happen by mistake that's really important with uh, the youth of today with anyone of today that you know if they're struggling with something like going through something there's something that they you know they dream of doing just get it started you know let's go get it started and uh, you'll see where you can take it
1: Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash Grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew.
2: Yeah! Come on, I'm enthusiastic. What about you? Come on, come
1: on. My, my coffee hasn't kicked in yet, so I'm still struggling.
2: We have just wrapped up. <laughs> we have just wrapped up Canada Day and yes. the uh, July Fourth weekend for our friends in the states. That's right, Independence That's right. Day. Um, yep. How how was your somewhat long weekend? It's it's weird because Canada Day was on a Thursday. And yeah, Memorial yeah. Memorial Day, um, Independence Day is on a Sunday, which yeah. is kind of odd. So it makes all the long weekends a little weird because everybody's going to take a long weekend. Right. But how was how was yours?
1: Mm-hmm. Good, because I was actually able to play shows again. Nice. So, yeah. So pretty much the whole weekend was just me doing music, you know, all outdoor venues because, you know, Covid and stuff, but it was great to have four days of being a like live performer once again. So so good. How there's about you? there's
2: light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, it was good. Just yes, to, there is. Yeah, good. Just for me, I just like the break. I I like the I like any time off that I can get. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's always different when you have older kids. Mine, you know, being teens, seventeen and twenty, where they've got work schedules. So really, the only day off they get is july 1st canada day right. and then they're work, working the rest of the time so anytime i want to get away or do something it's based around their work schedule getting them to and from work so uh, but it's nice to have the break and not have any responsibilities for a short amount of time that's the way i look at it so totally. i'll take any extra yeah. days off
1: <laughs> exactly that's speaking
2: right. speaking of canada day our guests this week is none other than Brent Pethick from Ottawa, our capital. Yeah. And this guy is such a hard worker. Um, he is he's a hard working songwriter, recording artist, he's an award winning artist. Um, and, and it baffles me on how many awards he's written just in songwriting. Right. You know? Uh, <laughs> right. So he's, yeah. he's been brilliant in capitalizing on, on certain aspects in his career as far as that's concerned. And, and you know, his recording process, uh, how all that comes yeah. down. What I, what I really like about this conversation is that he has a plan. He has a plan going into things. And it's that's very right. evident right. in his music career, and that's what we'll get into in this conversation uh, with Brant Pethick on Between the Grooves. But before we do, you were talking about some of the gigs that you've done. These are all outdoor yeah. gigs at this point. You've done, yes, haven't you done yes. a few uh, indoor stuff as far as churches with limited capacity? Yeah,
1: yeah, I did a church uh, gig a little while ago, and that was wonderful. Yeah, limited capacity, but still really beautiful. Yeah, but Yeah, these are all outdoor things. Um, which is so good and great to see people uh you know singing and dancing and being safe was all good safe stuff you know know, all spaced out and all that kind of stuff but man oh man oh man just playing outside music cranked
2: yeah so good i found over the last little bit the very short amount of time with the weather getting summer-ish and the fact that the vaccines have been rolling out worldwide and, you know, yes. where we are in Canada and the U.S., I think there's optimism and I think people are, you know, once they've been vaccinated, uh, certainly are, are being a lot more open and uh, getting out a little bit more and meeting with people yeah. and having those, yes. uh, you know, face-to-face contact that maybe they were a little uh, scared or um, cautious about before. So I'm really, really happy to see all that. I like summertime. It's my favorite season. And I've said yeah, this to you before. Yeah. It's just so much more casual. And that's, I think, the, the best way to describe it for me over the last few weeks. It's, it's become more casual where friends are getting together they're you know getting together for lunch on the patio or coming into somebody's backyard for a barbecue whereas a year ago you know they were a little bit more cautious and well better not you know just in case and there were obviously restrictions in place but I'm just I'm just seeing that the world appears to be opening up a bit, which is nice.
1: Yeah, like I remember, I remember last summer, um, there was a a season where things were opening up just at the end of June or middle of June, I think it was. And I remember I was outside with some friends on a patio, and the patio was pretty empty because people were still being super cautious. Yeah. But it was, and it was like that time where we were all like together, but still kind of like, it's great seeing you. Please don't get too close. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, it was this weird like, I love this, but. Ew, where <laughs> we're now, everybody just, like, the ice has sort of melted off of our souls a little bit. Now it's like, okay, I feel more comfortable, I feel more safe, I have more reasons to celebrate, this is so good. And it was, so yeah, it was great to just be on patios all weekend, to, to see people I haven't seen in a long time, just celebrate and dance, and without that weird hesitation, kind of yeah. like, uh, man, don't breathe on me
2: I, I, think, I think part of it is the need and the desire And, and the, you know the need, really, the need for that—that that social, that face-to-face—that yeah. people haven't had before. I think people are getting tired of the elbow bumps and yeah, uh, and right. the lack of hugs and and everything else, that's right? It. So, that's it. so yeah, yeah. it's. it's uh, I, I'm very optimistic. It's it's a long time coming for all of this stuff. Yeah, it really is. Seriously. Yeah, and from yeah. from a musician, song leader, song uh, yes. uh, writer, and performer, yep. an artist like yourself, this has got to be big, big for you. Oh,
1: dude, it's. Already, I'm getting people asking about like house concerts again and shows, and I'm like, it's gonna be good to play music in front of people and actually do that more and more and more and more and more over the next few months. Yeah, I'm I'm in my happy place right
2: now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, let's get to our conversation with Brent Pethick. As I said before, this guy uh, is phenomenal. Uh, I love his music. Um, he 's a brilliant songwriter um, and and i 'm really intrigued on how he gets such a great sound a great quality sound to his music as well because a lot of it for a Canadian artist anyways, sometimes the production is lacking, but right. but not right. for his stuff, like his stuff yeah. is always very very well done, very well yes. produced, and that says a lot on on him specifically because he's in charge you know when you're when you're a, uh, an artist you're in charge of ultimately yeah, what it everything. sounds like right and <laughs> yeah. and if yeah. it sounds hokey or or unprofessional that's that's on you right that's right that's right so so he obviously has high expectations um and and we're going to get into that conversation right now with Brant Pethick on Between the Grooves <music> have you ever heard of that guy named Brant Pethick
1: oh you better believe i have He's a star. <laughs> he, he's He is our Canadian idol. Just kidding. He's not he, He's not part of that show at all.
2: He's with us right now, just so you know. So whatever you say, <laughs> yeah, say uh, something yeah. nice.
0: <laughs> you guys are too much. How are you doing today? Uh, hey, we're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great this morning. Thanks.
2: Great to good, chat dude. with you on Between the Grooves. I, I can't believe we've never chatted earlier although can i say we we did talk about getting you on the podcast a couple of years ago and it was more of a we want to have you in person because you're not too far you're like a few hours away from where we are but you know you come to toronto every once in a while we thought well next time you're you're in toronto let's let's bring you in let's chat you know, in studio, and of course, uh, the whole year and a half with the pandemic and everything else, it's forced everybody to adapt and and make changes in the way they do, they do things, including what we've done here at the podcast. Uh, Drew, you used to come in person as well, and we were okay. sitting across the table from each other, and then we changed, and then you were sitting in another studio with a glass partition, so we could still see each other, mm-hmm. and now. Uh, your, and your home studio, I'm at the radio station, we're visually seeing each other with FaceTime, um, and that's what we've been doing with a lot of our guests, um, including now you, Brandt.
0: <laughs> yes, well, you're right. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. This is awesome. I certainly did want to get in the studio with you guys uh, way back, and we did talk about it multiple times, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I, I visit Toronto. I'm from Ottawa. I visit Toronto to... Uh, record music and work with my producer in the heart of downtown there off the lake shore and yeah it 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 was not a very far jaunt over to uh i think your studios so that's unfortunate we didn't do that but we are together today that's
2: right and there's always next time as well right you know in in a few years down the road we'll bring you back and you'll be in studio and it'll be you know you can bring donuts and and we can celebrate so
0: i can bring donuts and coffee you got that right
2: yeah see how i slid that in there drew (laughs) You know, yeah, may
0: as well let's get, let's you know, see. Very smooth.
2: just, you know, plant that seed right in the beginning. You know, that's right. is, if, that's if right. every one of our guests that came into the studio brought donuts and coffee, this would be, you know, the cat's meow, as they say.
0: Well, the pressure's on and me not right. to forget. Yeah, that's right. That'd be 40 but we pounds won't.
1: heavier if they all brought donuts. <laughs>
0: every week. That's right.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: I got to
2: say, Brant, <laughs> uh, one of the things I admire about what you've done over the last few years is how... How you've explored songwriting competitions and submitted entries. And I don't know that everybody has the knack for that, uh, the smarts to think about that. I mean, you're a br- brilliant songwriter, but, you know, taking the time to see what's out there and what competitions are out there, really, that's the only time you get recognized by peers and you know you've got you get the accolades you get the trophies that you can put on your mantle or you can talk about it on social media and i think what you've done is brilliant
0: well i appreciate that and you know that started with um as i kind of um, embraced music and started to evolve in my career with it i wanted to see where i stood uh just with respect to the songwriting aspect and just of course music production the whole song so i i Certainly did uh, submit several tunes to international songwriting competitions to see where that kind of would help me uh, evaluate that, and I mean me- immediately uh, r- really understood that I was more in the top echelon of those competitions where most of the songs, if not all of them, I would submit would either become a finalist or semi-finalist or close to winning, and you know, in an honorable mention kind of aspect. So, and it's not really to me about the accolades although you know it certainly can promote that like you said but it's really started out to be about you know where does my music stand what can i do better how can i improve and it has helped um it has helped me reevaluate kind of what i'm doing and that was kind of the vehicle to do that and then you know it it kind of came all together a year ago when i won that gma award for the christmas song that i wrote uh, the year before and it kind of went all right, I'm doing things right. You know, it, uh, it, I'm at this level now in my community, the Christian community, Christian music, and, uh, I win this. Like I said, it's not about the trophy. Um, trophy's cool, no doubt about it. But it's about the growth and the progress that, uh, that has been made. And in the end, it's about getting, getting the songs heard by more, you know, to help mm-hmm. make a difference in their life and to spread the word of the gospel and, uh, yeah, that's really the main purpose. So, you know, kind of in a nutshell, it's that's kind of been the journey with respect to the, the songwriting. Um, I don't submit to a lot of those international songwriting competitions uh, lately. But, um, you know, it, it's really helped me evaluate um, and look back and understand the growth that's happened. And here I am today and enjoying that. Hmm. I love that. I love hearing
1: about your journey as a writer. And one of the things I admire about you is when I hear your songs, I can definitely tell that the craft of writing is very, very important. You know, there, there are people who sort of throw their ideas down on paper and run with it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Going with the, just the, the, the natural flow with the muse sort of takes you. But when I hear your... Your your lyric when I actually like focus in and dial in, I can tell there's a little bit of a no, not a little bit. It's a whole lot of crafting happening. You're really working through the words and the phrases and, and how everything works together. I want I'm curious about like how you got started on this songwriting journey, and 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 how important is that craft aspect to you in terms of really woodshedding every line, in the phrase, and the way kind of things work out <laughs> rhythmically.
0: Yeah, the, the, the creativity is, is is the foundation, and totally. you can promote everything all you want, but you know, it really comes down to the bare bones of, of that initial creation, like a lot of things, like building a house, you know, uh, that analogy. But yeah, uh, yeah I guess it, um, early on, there were songs that weren't very specific. The message wasn't very hardened. Um, it wasn't very clear. Th- those are some of the initial challenges that, that I, I created for myself. <laughs> um and then i think you know it, it's been a couple things one collaborating with others to um help me understand okay what's been missing what are other people doing how they're doing it um to create that uh that improvement and just you know harden that message be more specific um so there's the, that collaboration and then just the this looking you know inwards to what, what i've been doing and focusing in on you know, some more of the Bible verses out there that are, that uh, relate to me or that, you know, that resonate with me. Um, you know, just, just understanding that message better, that faith journey kind of growing over the songwriting experience. So when writing, it oftentimes we bring up, uh, you know, a lot of the verses that, uh, that are out there and, and, um, for inspiration, but also t- for relevance to, to what I'm trying to achieve in the song's message. And I, early on, I didn't do a lot of that. I just kind of wrote in the moment of inspiration, which captured my emotion at the time, which which was good, too. You know, I can leverage some of that. But the missing yeah, totally. piece was that, that faith journey with respect to just uh, drilling down into um, understanding how, you know, um the impact that uh, that God has had and, and focusing in on on that kind of message and how the impact he's had in my life and and just creating uh you know something more specific, more personal um along the way.
2: You know, Brant, you, you strike me as a perfectionist. And and I'll I'll qualify that. Y- 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 I'm, I'm a perfectionist. It's it's a, it's a quality or it's not a quality, depending on the way you look at it. It's an advantage or a disadvantage. Um, you seem to be very methodical in what you do, uh, in the way you release music, the way you promote music, uh, you know, the, the social media aspect, but also in the, colli- you know, you mentioned collaborations. You seem like you handpick who you want to collaborate with. And what that would mean for your music career—it's almost like you treat music uh, as a business, which, quite frankly, it is. I mean, there's the there's the um, spiritual aspect, there's the ministry aspect, but it is a business. If you if you want to make a living at this, you really have to treat it like a business. And and you strike me as a person that does that.
0: I do, and you know it. I. I I, I love creating music. I've done it all my life. It's always been something that I needed in my life. But uh, from a business perspective, the more people can hear it, the more they'll be touched by it, and um, you know the hope and the positivity that that I try to strive for in in the songs that I write. You know, would, would uh, others can hear it? Others will feel it. Um, you know, that that's kind of the you know the, the kind of the driving factor behind it is that you know I want to spread the word out there and. and have people hear it and be touched by it. So yeah, the business side of it, I do focus on in on a lot of it. Um, perfectionism, yeah, there's some of that. I just want to say say that word. It can have some negative connotations, <laughs> but you're right. It can be both. It can be positive and negative. That's right. Um, yeah. But I've also I've also learned to step back from being too perfect um, in trying to, you know, whether it's trying to write a song, promote a song. Um, You know, there's some key things that um, in the promotion or or release of music that I think are important to to have as a foundation, when to do certain things. Um, But I've also learned, like I said, to step back and go, hey, you know, you just need to let that go and move on and and just something a bit maybe more natural uh, would come out of that. And uh, in the end you know, I still, still have good results and and happy with the decisions. So I got to follow my gut as well. And and I think I've learned over time that overthinking things is not a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, um, there's one thing that uh, sort of leaning in that kind of perfectionism sort of realm. One thing I've always admired about you and please do not take this the wrong way, but everything that I've ever seen from you, heard from you, um, has always been super slick. Now I know that has a negative connotation, so please don't take it that way.
2: Well, quality, it,
1: but it had very, very high quality. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is great. Yeah, everything is just like it looks good, feels good. It's like really, really well done with excellence. And so I'm curious about, like, of course, it's per- perfectionism, but also and there's planning. So I'm curious about like your process in terms of how you do your. Yeah, beyond just the music too, uh, your 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 socials, your storytelling, um, your design work. Like, do you have any cool tips for our listeners about those things? Because when I think about people who are doing it well, you're one of the top three people I think of in Canada who's just really leveraging. Um, their art and their voice well.
2: The other two In are Drew. Of- the other two are Drew. <laughs> the
1: other two are me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I mean, Donald. I wasn't going to say that, but it's true. Right. It's, <laughs> kidding,
0: kidding. Well, that's kidding. That's too funny, guys. Um, well, no, I, I think I'd, I'll take that as a compliment. Um, yeah, where do I go with this? I, there's lots there to unfold. You know, some of it is is watching what other people do. Uh, some of the major mm-hmm. label artists that are out there um, and, and see how they promote, how they release music, and how they brand themselves. And honestly, a lot of graphical video production I'm doing myself now. Um, right, I, I didn't right. at first, but I realized that I have the ability and the interest um, to do it myself. So I, I've kind of evolved over the last year um, with COVID, uh, I guess, um with COVID coming in the pivot for me has been to do a bit more video production for example mm. and, and which is also uh, leaned into more graphical work so so I look at what others do I, I don't feel that putting a an image out there that's kind of um half baked is a good thing um you know I I like to create eye popping um, I pay attention to to color grading in video and, and, and images you know, like even all the specifics. I, I try. You know, I'm not great at it all, but but I think I've learned enough to ensure that it's you know eye popping that that people can get the most out of that three second look uh, on social media, um, and that will hopefully draw them into you know a video that they'll stay with, and you know. So there's been a lot there certainly over the last year um, with learning. Um, that's kind of been my 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 pivot is. I've uh, embraced technology even more um, to help me out, but also to help other artists out. I've actually now, I'm doing lyric videos for other artists. Um, and, and interesting enough, uh, I'm now doing um, promotional videos for businesses uh, beyond the music. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm helping, I realize that the creativity, that 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 core foundation to me being creative and, and, and creating something that's, Uh, you know, impactful to to people. I I have, you know, learned to embrace technology even more, and I've learned some cutting-edge video production technology to not just help other artists, myself, but also other businesses. So these are businesses that, that, you know, that have services, have products, uh, events, sell anything right it's really there's there's so much more that's opened up now i
2: think there's um, a big i think there's a big need for that too especially as you know people come out of the pandemic and and they want to you know jump their business and and get the word out there and especially on social media everybody's on it right facebook twitter ig tiktok whatever else um so to get the word out there through um video and and you've You've got a skill for it. Why not? Now, the only thing I would say is if you need any voiceover work for, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Nice, bro. Nice. It's a nice. little
2: segue right. there, you know, just throw some business I, my I way, you know?
0: You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh... I'm stumbling upon voiceover requests now, so hey, you never know. There you
2: go. Now I got to ask you, Brandt. You seem very athletic. You seem very muscular. Um, oh my! I'm, and I'm you, no. <laughs> yeah. like, uh,
1: don't don't no shame, don't no read. Shame. No, don't read
2: anything that's into fine. this. But uh, you, you find I'm, an attractive man. That's okay, man. That's, that's fine. Dude. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. Oh, you guys are killing me. I'm, I'm just curious. Do you? I mean, you, you must work out. Are you involved in sports at all? Like, do you play? football or, or lacrosse or, or, you know, baseball or whatever else?
0: Uh, no, um, I, I, I was a hockey player uh, growing up. My my kids are hockey players, great hockey players. Um, <laughs> how do I respond to this? Yeah. I'm not posting anything on social media. Um, <laughs> no, I guess, uh, you know, I yeah certainly uh, like to lift. And for me, that has been an outlet to kind of, you know, every time I, I work out, and I'm sure there's others that feel this is you just get reset. You get reset to zero right. and you can start your day, you know, or you can just restart where you're at. And, and it's been so, uh, I mean, that's the motivation it, and you finish your workout and I know others feel this. You just feel like, okay, that's exactly what I needed in my life today, every yeah. day. You know, like I just um, need a so nap. That,
2: that That's my motive. Yeah. I just <laughs> that's need a nap. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I need.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, that's how i'm wired and and i think uh yeah that's well let's just end it there Right.
2: No, i gotta <laughs> i gotta mention my brother's a pastor and and recently he was speaking and he mentioned this story about him personally uh where he was listening to the radio it was an interview with an artist and this artist i guess was a um not a pro athlete but whether it was football or whatever the sport was they they were skilled in it. They were very, very good at it. And the scenario that my brother uh, was trying to show is that, you know, him growing up, he's this scrawny little kid, not involved in sports, wasn't good in sports, always got picked last for for the team. And the one thing he was good at was music. And and he was ticked off when he listened to this interview because here's this guy who was very skilled in athletics and whatever sport he was in, and like he was doing very very well scholar- scholarships and whatever else, and but it wasn't quite good enough to go pro and so as a side thing he decided to get into music and that's why he was ticked off because a guy like my brother who's working hard and just you know trying to learn music get better and then this guy just shoots up the chart or whatever else and that's why I was kind of asking you know you you know here you got a hockey player you know and you're good at it and you're working out and stuff and oh yeah I'm just going to do some music on the side and now you got radio hits right
0: (laughs) (laughs) well and I guess you know there's there's obviously common elements there right and it, to me, you put the work in, you, you can get some success. It pays off, you know, because success doesn't happen by mistake. So, you know, yeah, with that kind of in my head all the time, there's you know really no limits to what you can try to do. And you know, I try to instill that in in my kids and and lead by example. So whether it's you know working out and uh, you know doing cool things with lifetime, you know you kind of grow. And with music, you're right. Um, just the growth, the progress. Uh, yeah. I strive for that. And I realize, like I said, that, you know, you put the work in, things will come. And I think that's really important with uh, the youth of today, with anyone of today that, you know, if they're struggling with something, they're going through something, there's something that they, you know, they dream of doing, you just get it started. You know, let's go get it started and uh, you'll see where you can take it.
1: Yeah, dude, your, your work ethic. Um, it, it's, it's easy to see. It's easy to see the payoff. It's, Fantastic. Um, I think uh, you, you, you mentioned earlier in our chat that um, you know you, you have a producer in in Toronto, and so and so. Tell me about that collaboration in terms of how that came about, in terms of like how that works. Um, uh, you're you know creating together in process or online. What does that look like having a, a producer that's you know five and a half hours away?
0: Yeah, so it started um, several years ago where. Uh, my brother, uh, who's an officer in Toronto, connected me with another songwriter who was also an officer. Um, so we actually wrote a song together, and he knew my producer that I work with now, Aaron Uh, Chatter-Vetti. uh So he's in Toronto as well. They're all in Toronto right now. And then uh, so then Aaron connected me to Jalene Johnson, who's you know my team as a songwriter yeah. for several years, and she's out in Winnipeg. So... Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how those connections happen. So through word of mouth and collaboration, um, you know, these relationships evolved. And with Aaron, he's off the lakeshore down in Toronto. Um, So yeah, five and a half hours away uh, for sure, being from Ottawa. And I guess um, you know that that's been uh, we've we've grown together. I think as producer and artist, Uh, initially, you know, I think when you work with someone new, you you kind of find out um, what works and what doesn't and, you know, kind of how to move in that space with, with that other person. Uh, you know, being everyone being so creative, you know, you, you, you find ways to connect with, you know, other artists or producers in this case uh, and a mix engineer uh, to, you know, kind of hone in on sound. Um, he's involved in my songwriting, so the message as well. Uh, so there's a lot of different aspects there you have to consider when you're working with you know, these really technical and, and creative people. Um, and with Aaron, that's evolved. Uh, so over time, continually working with him, we've, we've been able to kind of marry that uh, those kind of things together. And, and now when we get together in the studio, or even on songwriting sessions, uh, everything's more efficient, uh, quicker. You know, we get into a songwriting session with Jaylene and Aaron, and I usually bring in, you know, kind of a half baked song, if not my version of it, uh, and knowing going in that it's going to change. You know, within a couple hours, we've rejigged the whole song um, lyrically, even uh, some rhythm and uh, just, you know, chord progressions and keys and tempo. We go through all that. And within a couple hours, we got it, uh, you know, like 80% complete, lyrically, mostly done. We may have to come back and, you know, throw in a bridge or tweak something after we listen to it, but uh, but that whole process has and the reason why I've stuck with with those people and and you know they stuck with me, I guess, is that it's evolved and and it's efficient and it it's it's comfortable, more comfortable than it was, um, but certainly it, it's achieving its its goals and objectives by um, getting that message you know crystal clear um and you know just you coming out uh with a song that's that's you know built for radio for example in some cases and and it's just spot on with respect to kind of my brand you know and that's that's the cool thing working with them is they they have that um respect right and i certainly have so much respect for what they do but they understand what i'm trying to achieve and we kind of work together as a team to produce that
2: so you're you're um songwriting process is your goal when you go into this to uh come up with a song that you will actually record or do you uh, make that decision afterwards in other words you've you've spent some time writing this song it's a great song and but maybe it's not a song that actually ends up on the final cutting board like maybe it's on the cutting board and it gets cut is, is what i'm saying
0: yeah the intent to go in is to you know take this from a to z and get it recorded uh, but yes, yeah, in some cases, so I'll bring you know I'll bring two or three songs into a session, the, the ones that I think, um, you know, as they currently are in my demo tape, um, what I wanna what I will bring forward and what kind of uh, direction I want to be going. So, so I'll bring that in, and usually they'll you know offer their suggestions on okay, it's it's number one versus number three, and then yeah, the the goal is to you know bring that in and hopefully at the end of the day. Uh, have something that's good enough that uh, you know that I want to invest in um, to record and bring to radio and and or you know put on a, an EP you know and, and I focused initially uh, on an album then I did singles and I just released the hope EP about a year ago so I'm, I'm kind of uh, kind of jumping around and you know trying to figure out also what works at the time but I think um, yeah that's been been kind of it is 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 really uh, working with them to try to bring over.
2: And how long is this process? As far as you jumping on together and writing stuff, is it like a, you're on there? You know, you've booked yourself in for three hours, or is this an hour? Is this a whole day thing? How does it work?
0: You mean the songwriting session, or the in the studio? No, the
2: session, the studio. That could be that could be weeks. Yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, the the songwriting. It's uh, we usually book out a two or three hours uh, spot. You know, and uh, when everyone's available, and like I said, I usually give them about a week to kind of dive into the, the demo tape or tapes that, uh, uh, they're not tapes anymore. What am I saying? Yeah. They're well, cassettes. Uh, what are they?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I got to ship the cassette to them and then they got to put it in there. Uh, cassette player. No, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, you know, let's I give them a heads up for sure. But uh, usually it's, you know, a couple weeks out and then uh, we get together and, and everyone's kind of tuned into the song. They got the instruments around them, and they're kind of already thought about, uh, you know, what they want to bring towards it. So that you know that preparations, I think, is important that they can absorb the song, bring it into the session, rather than just you know coming in cold, which you know c- can offer a different perspective. But I think the how we do it is, you know, they they bring in their own, um, you know thoughts and, and prayers and, and, and chord progressions. And, you know, they, they, they spend the time, which is really cool to think through the song and what it, else it could be, you know? And, and I respect that early on, you know, it, it was more difficult to take, you know, there'd be a lot of change, um, which was like, ah, you know, because I've destroyed my song. Yeah. I've created this song, which is, you know, close to me and my heart. And, and, you know, I've listened to it for a month. And you know, when you when you do that, right? When you listen to something over and over and over, it's like, oh it's the greatest. You know, you just can't get it out of your head, you know, and it, it just you just it just grows like music on the radio, right? You you yeah. listen to it several times, it's like it just continues to grow. You throw on an album, and you know, over time it's like, wow, this is really growing on me. How many times have you said that, right? Same right. thing with this. But anyways, it... Over, you know, you evolve and and the greatness that they bring into it. And at the end of the day, you look at the song and go, "Hmm, okay, it still has, you know, a lot of the um, feel and rhythm, even chord progression that I brought into it. So there's some of that, you know, I've got my words in there. In some cases, I've got, you know, I've also contributed in the songwriting session. And then, you know, they brought their pieces in and this song is just, you know, obviously going to be better. You know, typically it's going to grow through that, you know, initial two to three hours to you know and, and like i said it's been efficient it's really worked well and with the hope ep there were several songs in that category where um, i brought it in and two hours later you know it, it's some of them changed some of them not so much and uh we all kind of went to the same place okay i think we're done we're mostly there
2: nice when you can all kind of agree at that point too right
0: exactly well exactly yeah No, and that's that's like i said has been Really, uh, really great is that uh, you know we're kind of all landing on the same page. That okay, this is this is probably the farthest we can take it, and you hit those limits in songwriting sessions where it's like okay, we 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 could you know take it away and, and come back to it and constantly change it, but I find that just further degrades it. Um, within, if you got a two to three hour window and everyone's you know connecting on on the music and you know feeling good about it. Um sometimes you just gotta take that and walk away and if you're gonna come back to it maybe at the core of the message, you got the foundation there. And that's anyways, that's kind of been my experience lately with working with Eric. Yeah,
2: if you keep if you keep coming back to it, it's never gonna be ready, I suppose. That's the that's the one side to look at, right?
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. And like so back to your question, yeah, the objective is to is to get it to radio and and or you know get it recorded of course and, and you know that's obviously the next step and then booking a time and usually getting to to toronto uh, it's a two to three if it's one or two songs usually do it within a day uh, each song that is you know but we reserve a third day if there's two songs we reserve three days to kind of work through you know harmonies and gang vocals or whatever <laughs> whatever else it needs um so and, you know, any acoustic or any other um instrumental production um, and then you know, bringing in other uh, um, musicians along the way, if required, to to get the song going in different directions, or digitally putting things together over the over time afterwards.
2: Yeah, I've I've never gotten the call to come in to you know lay down some uh, background vocals or anything like that. So I just
1: don't, don't look at me, bro.
2: No, oh, you you've never called me either. So,
1: and I'm just saying, just
0: don't,
2: just don't ever look don't. at you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. Well, well, thanks a lot well,
0: let's uh, let's start with the voiceovers and see where that goes yes, right. that's right <laughs> let's start that's slow right. let's
2: just, right. sit, just see what you really can do yeah <laughs> I understand so when you when you book this time to you know actually record now um, is there any pre-production that's happening after you've written the music and you know kind of there, there's that consensus where everybody agrees this is the final product is there any pre uh, work that's done before you actually physically show up to lay down vocals or whatever other instruments
0: yeah for sure so Aaron typically put together a the core uh, track the way uh, the way it's evolved out of the songwriting session would send that to me and so at this point on, on that production that uh, foundational part uh, with, with the, the core uh, the core tracks and uh, so it's about tempo it's about key. And that's really you know important for me those two things going into before going into a, a vocal session to understand that so i so what i would do with that is i would take he would send me different keys versions of, of the song with different keys even some different tempos but it's typically the keys that change uh, initially and and I, i'm working in, in my studio here and playing singing in different keys before i go in and then what i actually would do is is put another voice note together singing in the different keys to get his feedback on well, what sounds more, uh, you know, more natural um, mm. with my my voice. And over time, I've, I've kind of figured that out now on my own through that uh, that whole process. But those are some key elements going into a vocal session is, you know, tempo, key, phrasing. Um, you know, I'll spend a lot of time just understanding how to, to say some of these words. So... You know, to me, sometimes some of the, the way that you phrase things can sound a bit corny or or just doesn't provide that emotional feel that uh, I think would connect with the listeners. So I'll, I'll pay attention to that. Uh, as a vocalist, I think it's key to, to do that before you go into a re- recording session.
2: Yeah, I like the way. Th- there's a lot of work that's happening behind the scenes before you physically are in studio because I think a lot of people just think that you know you write a song, bang, you go into studio and here we go and then a couple of days later, here's the final product and it doesn't quite happen that way and with technology these days, there's so much that's you right. can do before you're investing that time in studio because when you think about it, if you're traveling to Toronto five and a half hours away, you're you going know, to have fine accommodations, you're going to be paying for food, you're going to be spending a lot of money on studio time and everything else if you're going to be investing that amount of money, you want to be prepared and not just twiddling your thumbs. Uh, oh, I wish we had done this in advance or whatever.
0: Absolutely. And you know, the funny thing is, so for that 5-hour trip to Toronto, usually I'm, you know, screaming in my in my vehicle, not screaming, but singing in my vehicle all the way there to, you know, get the voice, you know, in tune and healthy. And, you know, there's the excitement of going to the studio, right? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like a kid in a candy store. It's like, all right, this song is going to come to life. And so yeah. the drive up to Toronto is, is, you know, honestly, it, I look forward to that drive so much because I can, you know, listen to the song, get it alone, being alone in the vehicle, away from, you know, the family and the kids and, and all yeah. that. Uh, I'm on my own in the big city. And so you know, let's get this tune in my head. And, and when you get to when you get to the studio, it's like, all right, we're ready
2: to go. That's funny. You you mentioned about that that trip between Ottawa and Toronto, and uh, I remember years back I was on a business trip in it was either Montreal or or Toronto, but basic or sorry, Montreal or Ottawa. They're both around the same distance away from Toronto. And uh, and I remember driving back, and I was with somebody else, um, and they decided right after we started on the trip back to Toronto, like an hour in or something, it's the morning and this person wants to get a coffee uh, just for the ride. So we stop at one of these, you know, places off the highway and whatever. And he and he orders himself two extra large coffees. And of course, you know, he needs that to stay awake or whatever. I'm thinking, you know, you know what that means, right? Two extra large coffees. You know what that means? It means two extra stops on the way. Exactly, and that's that's what ended up happening. Is we stopped. I mean, so the trip, you know, it's supposed to only take five hours, like took six, six and a half, because you got to keep stopping and use the washroom. So,
0: oh Oh, man, no, not good. No, gotta stay away from the coffee. You know, it's funny. I invested in. um, I I, I like coffee, uh, but yeah, not good for the voice in 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 my experience. Uh, But I've invested in um, this shameless bunch and company down in Nashville that uh, produced this tea for artists, I guess. And, you know, I was skeptical, but I bought some. And you know what? It really works well. What is it? And it's it's, a, it's like a voice tea it's called, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's oh, not yeah. the right name, but yeah. Um, well, you've heard of it? Vo- voice coach or something like that? Yeah. It's a tea though, right? So, But yeah, it's a tea. Yeah. It was, I bring, right. yeah, yeah. I bring that into the studio and it doesn't quite give me the Awakeness that I need, but <laughs> this, this, it's good for the vocal cords, and uh, you know it's something warm and um, really works well. So there's there's a bit of that too. I, you know, I don't want to on that ride up to Toronto. I, don't, I certainly don't want to be overusing my voice, um, but at the same time, uh, the, the voice tea really does help um, in the studio amongst a few other things, just to keep the the vocal cords lubricated and and healthy.
2: You know back before I got back into radio full time I was leading worship in my church and when I sing I belt it out where like I'm I'm really um using my full voice and belting it out to the point where by the end of the service my voice is almost shot and I realized very quickly I couldn't do that and do the radio show the next morning so I stopped leading worship because obviously you know my career and my job is to be on the on the radio in the morning so that what you're saying is you driving to Toronto to record vocals um you initially said you're belting it out but you're really not belting it out you're just practicing and and saving your voice and drinking this delicious uh tea that will hopefully save your
0: voice right <laughs> well to be honest the first hour i'm kind kind of belting it out oh, okay, okay. There, yeah yeah there's yeah. the excite there's the excitement of leaving uh leaving and you know on the journey to the recording studio and and the songs there and blasting in the vehicle and but yeah, you know, later on in the in the trip it's like, okay, stop singing Brent, stop singing.
1: <laughs> I have uh, <laughs> I used to work at a recording studio years ago and I, I was working with an artist and we we're she would always be like belting it out and we would do like these long long, you know, vocal days. And uh and we found this secret that worked for her cuz tees didn't work and the uh, the warm-ups and stuff just wasn't really working for her. And so it was chips and coke. Oh wow. She would take she would do chips and coke, and that would just allow her voice somehow just to kind of open up and then she'd be right back into the game. And I could not understand how scientifically <laughs> this worked. Right. Because because both Coke and chips would kind of dry out your throat, but it gave her like, just it just smoothed everything out, got rid of any whatever phlegm or anything. It actually eased her muscles a bit more, and she was able to deliver like two or three hours more of vocal takes. I was what like, about, I didn't she burp this. or
2: something? It wasn't the Coke. That the was gas? the
1: only thing. So, right. we had to like wait. We had to wait a few minutes after, right. like, you know, like good 10 or 15 after, you know, this and just make sure it was kind of all out of her system. Every once in a while, she would burp, but doesn't matter. Her takes were so good. I was like, oh well, let's edit out that burp, do it again, move on. It was fantastic. Well, I
0: guess you want to ha- you want to have a screen
1: over the mic too, right? <laughs> always, always, because you never know what you're going <laughs> to find if you doubt. Like, what's that chunk? Oh my gosh,
0: nice. Yeah. nice. But you know, but that's really interesting, <laughs> Drew. Um, when I was in the studio with Andy Horrocks for my Wake album, yep, I experienced the same thing where there'd be a bag of chips around, and so it was. Just, I think it was the grease. Um, yeah that yeah. kind kind of helped warm up the, the vocals it's funny you mentioned that because that did happen to me and I and I, I never brought uh, any chip bags with me recently so maybe I'll start to do that there we go is it is it
2: chips or is it the fact that when you eat chips your mouth does get dry so then you liquefy it is that a word you you, you drink something to accommodate the chips whether it's yeah I don't, I don't know I, I think soda or whatever, whatever of, you know
0: or, yeah, I think I recall it was the grease from the chips. Yeah. Okay. You probably yeah. need something to wash it down, but I, but I think uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I think I had the same experience. Now, That's uh, so weird. as a
2: side note, have you guys ever tried salt and vinegar chips with chili? Mm. Ooh, no. I love both, but no. I, I I my favorite chips is salt and vinegar, and I just I you know you open a bag of chips and and you don't want it to you know sit around for a long time. You want to yeah. eat it fresh, right? So I had yeah. like a partial bag of chips left. And, and my wife had made, a, you know, big batch of chili in the crock pot. And, and, uh, and so I just decided, well, let me finish the chips. And so what I started doing is I started dipping the chips, the salt and vinegar chips into the chili instead of, you know, a, a, a roll or, or toasted bread or whatever else, right, you know, buttered right. and stuff. I, I just use the chips instead. And it was like this new creation that, Oh, it is so tasty! Mm. It is really good. In fact, the last time I, I think had it, something. the last time I had it, my wife said, "Oh, let me try!" and and she grabbed a chip. Mm, that is really good. So, if you heard it here, Ooh. folks, on between the grooves. There we go. Salt and there vinegar chips with chili. Give it a try and let us know what you think.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: and now Brant's going to try that in Toronto next time he's recording. I'm, I'm going to let, I'm 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 gonna gonna let you know. Sounds good. Hey, listen, Brant, uh, what a pleasure chatting with you on Between the Grooves. Um, it's, it was a long time coming. I, I, I really appreciate all the work that you've done for Christian Music and admire um, you know, all that you've achieved. Uh, and I, and you know it really comes down to hard work, like you said, uh, but it's very evident in your success as well. So congratulations.
0: Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that.
2: So glad we had him on the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. long time coming. I really mm-hmm. admire the work he puts in. he he talked a little bit about the work, putting the work into this thing. You can't just expect things to happen at the snap of a finger. There's a lot of that's stuff right. that happens behind the scenes, and that's very evident in um, exploring you know, the songwriting process, going into studio, planning for all of that. Um, he's very much a goal setter. Yes. You can, you can yes. see that. And, um, it, it definitely, you know, right at the onset of understanding that this, that he's serious about this, this is a career and there is the business side of things. And so he, you know, we, we talk about perfectionalism, perfection, but per, per, perfection, you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm not perfect, <laughs> <laughs> nice. but I think that, I think the better word is excellence, <laughs> (laughs) Right. Right. He puts excellence into all of this and everything's well thought up, uh, thought out. And Mm -hmm. I and I really admire that in him. And, and, you know, congrats to him on on the awards he's won, whether it be from the GMA Covenant Awards or uh, Mm -hmm. the various songwriting uh, awards that he's won as well. Uh, It's well deserved completely.
1: Uh, I've always admired his his work ethic, and like you said, he just has that way of really striving for excellence. I think um, one thing I've always been you know captured by and we talked about it, we talked about this in the in the little conversation is that his um, focus and his um, his he's so articulate when it comes to writing his the craft of writing is so good it's so key it's so strong. And so I'm a huge fan of what he does as an artist, huge fan of what he does as a, as a, as a business person. Like he mm-hmm. runs this thing like a business in the right way. Yeah. I think that's so key and such a great um, kind of a good example, of kind of how to be a musician specifically in Canada, but definitely across the board, it's just like taking what you do very, very seriously without taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of him, and uh, so great to hear some of his story, and so great just to hang out with him on the show. It was awesome.
2: Hey, make sure you check out BrantPethick.com. Find the links to his music, all the events happening in his life, and of course, social media as well. Thank you so much to Brant for hanging with us on Between the Grooves. And it is time now for Artist Advice. This week, we check back with Ellie Limebear.
1: Please be yourself, and... Stay authentic to who you are, write the music and the message and the lyrics and that only you could write. I think we don't need any more, we don't need any duplicates of anyone, you know, I think it's so important that the things that God's telling us and revealing to us, um, that we do it in our unique way. I think, yeah, don't be discouraged or feel like you have to be like someone else or be use that beat or that sound. Like, I think just being led by the Holy Spirit in all things and write the music that you feel, yeah, led to write or things you want to say, like, say them how you would say it, not how anyone else would say it, I would say. Be yourself. Yeah. Just be true to you. Yeah.
2: Be yeah. be authentic. Be, she used the word authentic. authentic, and that is, That's right. that is so true. There's so many people, especially when you look at the... Um, Singing competitions, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that will just in, they'll be impersonators, is what they are. They'll, they're karaoke in a sense where they just sound like the original artist. Nobody's looking for that. Nobody wants to hear that, right? You go. can. I, I saw one. Uh, it must have been like an American America or Britain's Got Talent where where the person looked exactly like the original artist and sounded exactly <laughs> like them. Well, why bother? Right. right if yep. you want to get into this business, you got to be yourself. you got to be unique. You've got to. Nobody wants the duplicates. Right, that's right, that's right. right. So, you know, sound advice and and practical advice from Ellie Longbear on between the grooves, and that is it for this that's week's episode. It. We are wow. we are out of time once again. But uh, listen, thanks for hanging with us. Um, we always enjoy having these conversations on between the grooves with artists, producers, people in this music industry that uh, will hopefully give you some. Positivity in your life, some inspiration in your life, uh, in your career, in your music aspirations as well. So, uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget to uh, share with your friends. Let them That's know right. about the podcasts available wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to previous episodes as well.
1: Don't forget also you can find us on social media, Twitter and Facebook, right there at Between Grooves. So follow along and tweet us and share us and all that kind of social media antics. And we'll see you next time, right here on Between the Groups. Antics is right. Can I say? Right.
2: Yeah. Social media these days? Really? It's crazy, yo. Oh. Oh. <laughs>